never say die! Fourteen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 253 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and I'm sitting here in a pile of my own filth, which is great improvement, because I would in the past have been sitting in several piles of my own filth, and possibly, depending on the year, a pile of Joel's as well. Oh, I, I was going to say, who else's filth do you usually pile? Oh, yeah, no, that's the first question. Is I was going to say, you, you were in our dorm room in at least one summer. Yeah, that was just once. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was probably three quarters my filth. I did, and, not, I did not go back into that room, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. but And we lived in the same house. Yeah, that was my mistake. <laughs> what? Jerk. I didn't mean to move in there. It was a complete accident. I was just trying to help you guys move in. And you just never left? No, that was Mike. <laughs> Mike, the man who didn't pay rent. Hey, Mike paid by other means. I was going to say, you did. <laughs> well, and Suzanne cleaned and things, too, so it's not like you didn't. Hey, then there was a, the day that I showed up at the front door with a with a, a box with a gross of uh, toilet paper. Eh? <laughs> well, if you <laughs> yeah. like toilet paper, you might like the shows on the Podcast Collective. Yeah, I'm going with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Such as On the Block, The Coffin Joe Cast, Dating Baggage, The Dog and Deuce Show, and of course, The Rad Dad Radio Hour. You're getting less and less enthusiastic about that. <laughs> Remember when that used to be my thing? Yeah, that's yeah. A... we just have to change the batteries, I think. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the Left Field Sports Lounge. Yes. <laughs> Oil can. Oil can what? No. I, I got that. All right. So iTunes, yeah, Blu-ray, Stitcher. designed for Patrick. I know. So that's, that's the next line in The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Oh. Hoist by my own petard. <laughs> the scarecrow says, oil can what? So, boom, gotcha. My face. Ro- you, thought, you thought I didn't get it, and I got it more than you did. I guess so. <laughs> Don't go messing on Wizard of Oz. That doesn't happen in my life too often anymore. Where you have surprises? No, where I got it more than somebody else. Womp womp. (laughs) I made it sexual. Pat's all about the wizard. Sexual and kind of sad. The Patrick Whaley story. (laughs) Title of my sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) That's upsetting. How is his sex tape? <laughs> How many uh, times have you watched it? Well, I'm not Half. disclosing that. Today? I mean, there's the pile of my own filth. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it, yep. For those uh, of you that are still listening, um, thank you. Yeah, he was saying something about iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher, and we went to a very bad place. Yeah, Stitcher, Podverse, FM, 708-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727. To leave us a voicemail. Yes. Speaking of which, we have a voicemail. We do. Is it there? It is there. I I, I can type while I talk about Patrick's sex tape and move files. (laughs) Woot woot. All right. Ah, there it is. F5 is a good thing. All right. So here we go. Hey, 40 going on 14. This is Luke. I have been catching up on shows and I just listened to the shoe show. Um, One, if you want to... um, if you want to get every woman in your office mad at you, um, those red bottom shoes, it turns out they make men versions too. Like not 
with, I'm sure I could get the big heel version of stuff, like just, you know, regular, like, dress shoes, loafers, whatever, but with the red soles on them. And as I discovered, if you wear them to work, every lady in your office yells at you because they want the lady versions and they don't think that men should have the men versions. And maybe we shouldn't. Um, two, I want to know which is more of the life skill fail, not knowing how to wear a flip-flop or not knowing how to ride a bike. Uh, Oxford butts to the Oxford front, y'all. Wow. Before, before we answer that question, I do have to say that Listen to the Shoe Show sounds like a Shel Silverstein poem. It really does. I'm pretty sure I could still ride a bike, but I do remember one of the last times I tried. Didn't that involve you smoking a cigar and getting I a trench was coat? smoking a cigar and wearing a trench coat in the rain. <laughs> and I ended up burning my hand and falling off the bike. <laughs> I wasn't there for that, but I heard about it. I remember oh, that. I think, I think none of us were there for that, but all of us wished we had been there for that. Because you know it ended with a, what? <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely ride a bike, just to be clear. I think the but more the, the bigger fail has to be not being able to ride a bike. Yeah, of course it's a bigger fail because everybody, I mean, everybody knows how to ride a bike. Now, can you ride a bike in flip-flops? We've already discussed that, and no, I can't do anything in flip-flops. <laughs> We're talking about wearing shoes versus <laughs> learning something that involves multiple skill sets. They're not yes. shoes. Shoes well, have... Like, we were talking about them on the shoe shows. I think they're shoes. Oh, they're barely shoes. Okay, they're barely shoes, but they're shoes. Are sandals shoes? Sandals are shoes, for sure. Well, then why are flip-flops not shoes? Because flip-flops suck. That's why. <laughs> Surely sandals are shoes. Because because you can say it out loud, because flip-flops are too complicated for you. We said <laughs> as much on the shoe show. <laughs> I'm done with alliteration. Yeah, you're, you're, you're starting to sound like you got a problem here. <laughs> Oh, it's about that time then. Yeah. Josh is just gonna randomly start scatting. Shoo, 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 shoo. Shaka Khan. <laughs> this has derailed. And it's about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. <laughs> you jackass. All right, so. What day did we choose for this one? Cleaning show. Why the release of the Roomba? <laughs> yeah, we totally yeah, have to say We didn't even mention what show this was. <laughs> we we hope you picked up on that, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully they saw it in the title or the post or on yep. their app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the cleaning show we're talking the about. The people on Geek Life Radio are like, yeah, this is pretty weird. <laughs> Don't know what they're talking about. Don't know what they're week. talking about this talking week. Talking about our robot overlords. Talking about how Josh, the people living in filth, is that what yeah. we're talking about? Filth and flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> A new podcast by Joel. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with filthy flip-flops, which is one of Joel's fetishes. Ew. The title of my sex tape, Filthy Flip-Flops. I thought it was raw, 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 raw. Well, that's a subtitle. So September 14th, 2000. <laughs> 2002. Now, we, I'm going with September 14th because it's the middle of the month. Where It was released in September 2002. Um, I just said 14th because it's a nice oh. number. All right. I looked all, all right. over. I couldn't find, like, this is the day they started selling them. Look at all the people in line for the robot vacuum cleaner. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that happened. Uh, Why did they make that sound? The whole... That's just the first. The first generation made that. That's why they didn't sell that great. Because it'd be all instead of going, it would go. Oh, 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 oh. 
<laughs> That's because it's choking on all the filth. Choking on a flip flop. <laughs> Is that a grizzly bear? Choking Sorry, on a on. It's a Roomba choking on a flip flop. <laughs> It's our updated one now. Uh, some music. The top three songs are number three, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Number two, Gangsta Lovin' by Eve, featuring Alicia Keys. And number one is Dilemma by Nelly, featuring Kelly Rowland. Well, I'm out. Yeah, that is definitely 2002. Yeah. Lovely Kelly Rowland. Mm. And number four, just to give you a better... Uh, focus of where we were at at this point was it's getting hot in here nice so, so take off all your shoes <laughs> why'd you have to get so complicated skater boy all right september 20th courtney love announces that her legal dispute with the surviving members of nirvana has been resolved paving the way for the unreleased track you know you're right to be included on an upcoming compilation which was released many many years ago and it's a fantastic song by the way it was on the Nirvana self-titled sort of greatest hits with extra stuff. And I don't think I know that song. I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard it. It's, it's Is it anything yeah. like you got that right? The classic rock song? No. Oh. You may be right. Is that another one? Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah, maybe ah. that's it. Maybe that's maybe that's just was it just a cover Nirvana covering Billy Joel? <laughs> Dude, that would be a very weird cover. Yes. I'd listen to it. It is a great song though. It was a it was a nice post you must release before the box set came out or after the box set. I don't remember which came first now, but so, I have so, both. The word, so the word that Joel fucked up was not even in the tweet. <laughs> hey, then I'm clear. Yeah. You got through the, you got through the written word. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm good. All right. So I guess we'll move on to movies. This week sees the release of barbershop stealing Harvard and Igby goes down. Barbershop was the number one movie knocking off swim fan and barbershop is freaking hilarious. I've never seen it. Neither have I. I want to, though, because if Josh says it's hilarious, there's something there. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, it was one of those <laughs> where I had heard how funny it was, and the previews uh, did not do it justice, and I trusted some people who recommended it, and I, I thought it was a really good movie. I've heard good things about it. I've just never seen it. It's just one of your brother. Now, here's that, that Igby Goes Down. Um, Kyrian Culkin, I believe. Yeah, Kyrian Culkin, Claire Danes, Jeff Goldblum, Jared Harris, Amanda Peet, and Bill Pullman with Susan Sarandon. That is such an odd mix. Yeah. It's been on my list for a long time, but I don't know that I've seen it. Not that I remember anyway. I like Jared Harris. I saw the uh, the porn yes. version, which is literally just the same title. Hmm. I'm going to take your word on that. All right, moving on. <laughs> Kim Hunter was born Janet Cole on November 12th, 1922. Uh-oh. She was an American film, theater, and television actress who won both an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award, each as Best Supporting Actress for her performance as Stella Kowalski in the 1951 film ASND, the acronym of the week, which I believe is Another Sweaty Norwegian Dick. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you'll find that one in the in the annals of the Oscar. So. I, I think what gets me on that one is the, fra- is the inclusion of the word another. Because <laughs> right. it's the sequel to Sweaty Norwegian Dick. Which is the third one in these is look at all these Norwegian dicks. And the fourth one is god damn, we got too many Norwegian dicks. It's about Norwegian private investigators. Ah. Yeah, with perspiration problems. Actually, well, I, I think that what is that? A streetcar named Desire. That was close. Stella. Stella. So many right. dicks. 
Decades later, she was nominated for nominated. Nominated. That nominated. means she ate it up. Nom nom nominated. <laughs> she was nominated for a daytime Emmy Award for her work on the long-running soap opera The Edge of Night. She also portrayed the character of Chimpanzee Zira in the first three installments of the original film adaptation of Planet of the Apes. Yep. On September 11th, she died of a heart attack at her home. She was absorbed, sadly. Poor Kim Hunter. Man, I, I bumbled through that one. She was awesome as Zira. She was nominated posthumously. <laughs> <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Too many dicks, it's too many dicks. Why <laughs> that was the sweaty. <laughs> That was a sitcom spinoff. <laughs> no, I just said I just say the the trailer from uh, Too Many Cooks. Come on, you remember that? I don't, oh yeah. I don't, okay. Oh, for sure. So all right then, TV. <laughs> he says. This would be yeah, this would be where you continue on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was waiting for the laugh track or something. <laughs> <laughs> the top Wait TV the shows <laughs> in the land were CSI Crime Scene Investigation. That's kind of redundant. Uh, right. Friends. Joe Millionaire and ER. Jesus, That's Joe Millionaire. Good God. So Remember that show? You know, kind of redundant and waiting for the laugh track were also possible titles of Pat's sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember Joe Millionaire, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, on uh, September 20th, Joss Whedon's short-lived TV show Firefly makes its debut using the wrong damn episode. Indeed, yeah. Well, at least I, I think the way that show was mishandled contributed to its mystique, and Fox trying to make it right and failing still managed to get us like a lot of really good entertainment. Yeah, I just you know I mean the the thing is the train the train job is one of my favorite episodes, but only if you have any some sort of like emotional connection to anybody who's in the show at that point. I agree. 100%. It's, it is my favorite episode, but it should not be viewed first. No. Where does it fall in the 12, is it 12 episodes, I think? I think it's four or five. No, I'm pretty sure it's it's two or three, but you really need the pilot to set the characters up first. Yeah, because it's, um, the thing is, is that everybody falls into their roles. It was like, like us playing Shadowrun. Everybody falls into their roles. Joel's the pacifist who's you know, not really sure about what's going on. So he's kind of like the doctor, you know, Pat's jumping in feet first into the whole thing. So he's kind of like, uh, Jane. Um, it's just, it's the thing is you don't know what these characters personalities are until you've seen episode like one or two. And they, uh, Fox decided to show this one as a first one. So you have all these people who you have no idea why they're even together doing a train job. And, I think I I really do think while it is a great show they had to have, if they had just played the pilot things would have been much better. Yeah, well if uh, but if they hadn't jacked with the schedule and played with the pilot and whatever we might not have gotten the Avengers at least not the way it was made because who knows if the career path of Joss Whedon goes anywhere near the same trajectory if that doesn't happen to him. True, true. Butterfly effect. Yeah. So uh, the firefly look, effect. Yeah. <laughs> Joel makes a funny. Everybody drink. <laughs> All right. LaWanda Page, actress who played Aunt Esther on Sanford and Son, died of complications from diabetes at 81 on September 14th. She was absorbed, you big dummy. <laughs> she went to go see Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, she did. I'm... And here, here's a paragraph you're going to hate. No, I'm just before that, I just want to say I pulled a, a somebody was complaining about having chest pains and I pulled, I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. And nobody knew in my office who what the hell I was talking about. 
Oh, oh too young. Not even too young. It's like someone's like, you're old enough to know this, but you grew up in Italy. <laughs> so <laughs> you grew up in Greece. So you've never seen Sanford and Son. So I gave them like writing assignment or watching assignments. We had Francesco and Son. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to let me flex my mouth before I take this one on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Major upheavals take place on Saturday mornings as the four major networks change their programming on this day. Fox, having sold Fox Kids worldwide to the Walt Disney Company the previous year, ends Fox Kids and sells its airtime to 4Kids Entertainment, who began programming a new children's programming block as the Fox Box. Disney, meanwhile, having acquired the Fox Kids brands, ends Disney's one Saturday morning on ABC and replaces it with ABC Kids. CBS, whose then-corporate sibling Nickelodeon program is at programs its lineup, rebrands its Nick Jr. on CBS block as Nick on CBS and refocuses it with children 2 to 11 years old, while NBC signs a contract with Discovery Networks to air a program strand called Discovery Kids on NBC, a, a spinoff of a former digital cable channel Discovery Kids, which replaces the teen-oriented block TNBC. Very which good. Not the acronym of the week. What the hell? <laughs> that was a good one. Very Those good. Norwegian Blackcocks. <laughs> I was trying to, I was going to try and like reword all that after I cut and paste it, but I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just grateful that I saw that before this moment <laughs> because I was doing TV before you started doing the tweet and I saw that. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not saying that. So, but I guess what? I am. You did it. <laughs> you did. Then I got to say Foxbox. So that's fun too. Foxbox. <laughs> that is the most fun phrase in that whole phrase. All right. On September 14th, the Cartoon Network showed Sailor Moon Super S the movie again. This time, this is the last time Sailor Moon was featured in the United States until 2009. Hmm. Wow. Quite a little chunk of time there. Wow. Explains why she's not that popular. (laughs) Moving on to sports. On September 9th, MLB pitcher Randy Johnson reached 300 strikeouts for the fifth consecutive season, extending his major league record. Pretty impressive. Go, Randy. Johnny Unitas, considered the first superstar football player, died of a heart attack at 69 years old. He was absorbed into the end zone. And lastly, on September 15th, the Oakland Raiders quarterback Rich Cannon, or Gannon, I'm sorry, began an NFL record-tying streak of six consecutive 300-yard passing games, throwing for 403 yards in a 30-17 victory. I'm sorry, but all I can see in my head is Gannon from Legend of Zelda dressed up in a football (laughs) uniform. No wonder he did so well. He's Gannon. And the tornado came and took him back to the locker. I'm just trying to think, because uh, m- most of my modern interaction with football, besides the Super Bowl, has been playing fantasy randomly. And like the dude who drafted Rich Gannon for his fantasy team in 2002, how how bad did that wreck their fantasy league? Right, like he that that's like I mean six games in a row like that. That's yeah, that's that's a you could turn the tide on your on your whole season in fantasy football. He could be your team. Yeah. He's the Wayne Gretzky of that year. I mean, he's he's one of those guys, you know, that that comes out of nowhere and drafted in like the sixth round in fantasy, and suddenly he's you know, leading the league. Nice, good on him. Some of the gems you look for in fantasy sports. So, take us out, keyboard Joel. I just spit on my monitor. Whoops. That's also one of Pat's sex tapes. Were you going for the same joke? I was I was saying it was the title of Joel's sex tape. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Joel, it works either way. The title yeah, of Joel's sex tape. Good. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> Spit on my monitor. <laughs> Sounds like my horror movie. Ew. Um. So, God bless it. All right. Now, as Joel's cleaning up his monitor, ah, we step into the show. We're talking se- about cleaning. Oh, I get it. See? Segway. Legit Segway. I know, right? Yeah. So we we decided we're kind of trying to come up with a uh, with a like life type show, and uh, I think Josh suggested cleaning, or Pat suggested cleaning. Josh, I did because he yeah, likes yeah. to clean. I would never suggest cleaning, as you would be <laughs> completely crystal clear by the end of this episode. Yeah, we, we should. They should already be crystal clear on that with you. Just. Let's just be let's just be crystal clear on that. Well, at least some things have changed. That much from the couch gag was true, but we'll get there. Yeah, but <laughs> because yeah, one, one of the oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say it's one of the things that it, that we realize never goes away. You know, there's stuff you do when you're a kid that you don't want to do when when you're an adult, but we're always cleaning. Yeah. And if you have kids, you're always cleaning up somebody else's crap. So, but yeah, yes. so go ahead, Josh. Some of Sorry. The earliest photographs of me are in a completely messy room, in some cases with all of the toys pulled out of the toy box and me sitting in the toy box. <laughs> I am not surprised at all. Yeah, now, was that room... done for the purpose of the photograph, or did somebody just take a photograph of you while you were doing that? I think someone just thought it was funny that I was sitting in the toy box with all the toys on the floor. Um, and that was definitely a thing that persisted from the time I could walk till like high school, where my room was frequently like ankle or more deep in toys and just stuff. It's frequently, he was pooping in there. <laughs> That's kind of how my room was when I was younger too. I had a very messy, disorganized, cluttered room. Yeah, just toys and clothes everywhere. Sometimes there would be paths carved so I could like get to the bed. Yep. Maybe to the closet, but otherwise, yeah, it was just definitely between ankle and knee deep in just stuff. Mine, yeah, mine was like probably 50% clothes, and then the rest was toys and junk. Books, uh, G.I. Joe's, books. Transformers, yeah, lots of books. That was that was my thing. with When I was cleaning my room, I had a lot of books, and nine times out of ten, I would be putting the books back on the bookshelf and be like, oh, crap, I haven't looked at that one in a while. And then... You know, 10 minutes later, my mom's like, you've been sitting up here for the last hour and a half reading a book. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm cleaning. Yep. And I'm the funny cl- thing is, is you're doing something that you should be doing. You're reading. Oh, yeah. But you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So then it's technically not what it's you a should way, It's a way to make reading bad boy. Right. I'm reading. I'm a rebel. <laughs> um, I'm well, reading, but I'm supposed to be cleaning. Just to add fodder to the... the uh, the whole thing. My room was the same way as you guys. I literally had a path from the door to the room to my bed. And then in order to get the closet open, you had to move all the stuff in front of it. There was stuff everywhere. There was a small little tiny path that you could get over to where I had a little uh, TV set up for or monitor set up for my Nintendo. And then notoriously, the worst of it was right next to my bed. The stuff was piled up all the way to the edge of the bed. So... <laughs> There was just this pile of miscellaneous stuff. My mom said um, after I went to college and they eventually sold that house that um, I hadn't cleaned everything up yet. And that was still all there. She said she found like fossilized cheeseburgers and things over there. Oh, like McDonald's cheeseburgers that were still in the wrapper and uh, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was a mess. I was never like a well. I kind of was when I was younger, so never mind. I was going to say I, w- I wasn't like a slob, but I was messy. But 
I did leave plates and stuff around everywhere, so I guess I kind of was a slob. Yeah, I don't think I usually had food garbage, but, like, it did get worse when I got my own room instead of one I was sharing with my brother with, like, the bunk beds. Because I remember getting moved into my own room because one bedroom, my parents purchased a waterbed and then realized they didn't like waterbeds. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that room because the only worst thing about having a waterbed you don't like is trying to move said waterbed. Yes, that became mine. So there was still like my mom's dresser to the right of it. And the entire space between the dresser and my waterbed was like Joel was saying, just like crap, completely filled up between the edge of the dresser, which was no longer openable and the edge of the bed. And because it was a waterbed, not only would there be stuff all over three quarters of the bed, but you could actually pull the corner of the bed back and find more crap inside the bed. Yeah. Oh. The question for the three of you then were if somebody was to say, hey, where is X, Y, Z, whatever? Did you know where it was, even in all the clutter? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, knew, <laughs> I, I knew my entire room. Like That, that was the what always cracked my mother up. <laughs> she'd get so mad at how disgusting my room was. But then she'd, you know, then she'd ask me for something that she needed. And I knew exactly where it was. So, she, you know, eventually she just gave up trying to get me to clean my room. And that was when I actually started cleaning my room on my own. <laughs> huh. My, at one point, my mother decided that she had had it. She t went into my room with industrial size, like trash bags, threw everything that was on the floors into trash bags and put them in the garage. So, yeah. So I didn't clean my room nearly often as they should have. See, I broke my mother. She just gave up fighting me on it. Yeah. You've met my mother. Yeah. She doesn't well, break. <laughs> my mom essentially was a hoarder. So, I kind of was learned behavior um, because her room, she read a book a night, one book a night, um, was just stacks and stacks of books from floor to, you know, shoulder height hmm. and one side. And then she had a whole like giant dresser full of greeting cards. She would like collect greeting cards. So whenever you needed one for whatever purpose, she would just go to the drawer and, and pull it out. But then there was other stuff on the floor too, which, overflowed why people do that i know a couple people that do that that have like filing cabinets full of greeting cards i'm like I, you do realize you can just go to the store and buy one when you need one like, i think <laughs> it's a different generation because she <laughs> used to say you know don't sign it you know we'll reuse it now i might have told you guys about this but probably never on the show it's funny that joel brings that up because it was learned behavior for me too also through my mom her junk room was the creepy doll room where I'm sure at one point, when I was a very, very small child, there was a doll collection that was all in nice shelves and on pieces of furniture. But by the time I could remember it, you could still see the dolls on shelves, uh, up high, down low, on pieces of furniture around the edge. But it grew all the way into the center of the room until it was knee deep. So, like, you'd just open and there would be just this room in the house. And it wouldn't all be like China dolls staring at you. But it would just be all sorts of things from mannequins to Cabbage Patch Kids to an old, like, 16-inch uh, G.I. Joe. There was, like, no rhyme or reason to it. It was just all dolls. So that's like a serial killer room. Is what yeah, I'm like, am I the only person who did not have a terror house? What's going on here? <laughs> See, my yeah, mom, we, we didn't, I, we, we didn't have, like, one of those, like, uh, like, we didn't collect anything. We didn't have, like, a whole bunch of any one thing. But we were the family that had the, you know, we lived out of, you know, do the laundry, we would live out of baskets, you know, because we would never make it to the drawers. Um, my room got to the point where I would, like, 
<laughs> do this where you'd walk to the door, take a half a step, and then leap to the bed. <laughs> that was that was the thing. Um, but we never. I don't think we didn't have the doll. We didn't have a doll room until we moved into the newer house. Uh, went from the condo to the house, and then my mom picked up actually making dolls and you'd walk into a room and instead of there being actual dolls there were like baby body parts everywhere so that was kind of weird <laughs> you did grow up in a murder house then your talk about laundry also gave me a flashback of something i probably haven't thought about in 30 years oh dear uh, in addition to the doll room in the basement uh there was a pile of laundry that was so big that it completely covered a kiln from my mother's like couple of months obsession with making pottery. Huh. Uh, so it was literally, if you were a kid, a pile of laundry that was well over your head and it, yeah, completely covered the kiln and spilled out and was covering like three quarters of that room in the basement. You could jump into it like Scrooge McDuck into a pile of money and, hit, it, and hit a kiln. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was deep enough that you probably wouldn't know there was a kiln there unless you actually dug down in there to find it. Wow. Like what was what was the laundry? Was it clean or dirty or I think it was just this pile of clothes that some of them were dirty and could have been washed and some of them were like, I'm probably not gonna wear that soon. But then they just got deeper and deeper and deeper in terms of layers. Huh. Did so you ever I, I'm guessing they were all her clothes and maybe some of ours that didn't fit anymore. Did you guys have like the spot around the bedrooms? Like when I was when we lived in the condo, there was like opposite my door was the bathroom door, and there was a wall, uh, you know, where like where the sink and everything would have been. But everybody just dumped their dirty clothes right outside the bathroom door, and there was like the clothes pile that we would pick up and take downstairs and go do laundry. Did you ever have the clothes pile outside, and you would actually start seeing faces and shit in it at night? <clears throat> Murder at house. <laughs> I'm just I, saying. I, well, well, you're laying there. You know, there's, you got to cut a little bit of light on. There's just enough shadow that you look and you think you see something looking at you from the clothes pile, and you have to get up in the middle of the night, make the leap from the bed to the door, and then go kick the clothes pile so it doesn't look like a face anymore. Well, stuff hanging over chairs and things. Yes, I, is, that that is, happened. This is explaining some things for Mike. <laughs> this should be explaining a few things from all of us. Maybe I was a laundry face that you saw in the hotel room. Like that, I don't. I <laughs> Get still away have from me laundry face. <laughs> I still have no explanation. I that is like the first and only time I have sleepwalked in ever. It's awesome. Much less finding me in the bathroom and apparently me trying to hit you. I don't even know what the hell that was about. Uh, no, you so, didn't try. You definitely. So hit. I <laughs> Did you guys have chores? Yeah, the first four questions are probably all no, except for Pat. Maybe. I, I I had chores for like a day, and then like they were never spoken of again. Yeah, I mean, I had chores, but like the indoor cleaning was not something I did. It was not something I could keep up with in terms of keeping my room clean. The house was obviously a mess. The, the only cleaning sort of related chore that I was pretty much forced to do was picking up the dog poop in the yard. I hated that. Oh, I hated it so much. I was, we had two, we had a golden retriever and an English setter. There was a lot of dog shit in our backyard and that was my job to go out there and pick it up. Yeah. And then they I came up. Get the little plastic bag over your hand. Oh, I had a, I had a, a shovel and a rake. When oh, wow. You had tools. All yeah. I had was a plastic bag <laughs> for my hand. <laughs> we had this and then, and then they came up with the great idea of training the dogs to poop in one spot. So they, my dad made this little poop box. He took like wood planks and made a box for the dogs to poop into, which was great. Except then you got a pile of shit at the back corner of the 
of it. And it was my job to clean out the poop box. So that was awesome. So I go out there one day. I remember it was a summer because all the windows were open. I'm cleaning out the poop box. And I grab the shovel. I stick it in the ground. <clears throat> pull it up. And as I pull it up, I thought I got like a, um, I thought it was a root or something. The shovel stuck. I went, what? Ah, pulled it. And it popped back up. And the second it popped up, I remember hearing my sister in the house go, cable went out. <laughs> so I I snapped the, the uh, cable line into the house because it went directly under the poop box, which was terrible. Now, did you, <laughs> did you guys have uh, spring cleaning? No. no. I mean, it's funny. My parents were opposites because my mom was kind of like the hoarder, like Joel was saying his mom was. But my dad was sort of a clean freak, like the sort of dude who would vacuum uh, fluorescent light bulbs because they were dirty. Huh. So, that's yeah, that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, the stuff he cared about would be super clean. And then I took after my mom and James eventually took after my dad. He was messy like me and mom for a while, but eventually he took after my dad. So you had two complete slobs and two like obsessive neat freaks in the same house. Sounds like a sitcom. That's what we have right now in my house. We'll talk about that in the now. Yeah, my we had we had spring cleaning where we I mean, I learned that, you know, if you're going to clean windows, uh, the best way to do it is to use crunched up uh, newspaper because it doesn't streak. Yep. It's not streak. That's true. We would we would do that. We would have purge. I didn't see what were my chores. Oh, go ahead. What were your chores, Patrick? I just realized that you're in Texas. So what was it like? Insult the uh, coloreds down the block or something like that? (laughs) Yeah. Clean, clean out all the Mexicans on the street. Uh, <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no, I, I had to, um, I had to mow the yard and take out the trash and set the table every day. Those are my, that's it. Well, which is you, why I hate mowing the yard now, and I pay somebody to do it for me because you actually had chores though, which none of us did really. Well, I mean, I didn't really have, I didn't have chores as much as I had things that I had to do when nobody else was doing it, like. Uh, one of the like cooking dinner for everybody, you know, mom's going to go pick up dad from the train. I got to cook dinner because, you know, Elizabeth doesn't want to. And Matthew doesn't even look over the, he can't even see over the oven. Um, but, uh, you know what I really dug doing was, uh, cleaning the kitchen. Like I would take the oven apart, scrub that down, you know, just clean out the fridge, scrub that down mop everything i don't know for some reason or me even all the, up, up to this day the kitchen is like i can get the whole kitchen cleaned in like a half an hour i love cleaning the kitchen there's nothing better to me we have a ceramic sink just having that fucker shine is great yep. obviously something wrong with me <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the same i love cleaning a kitchen i love cleaning period but I mean, we'll, I we'll get to that in the now though yeah but you guys didn't have, like, now is the time we're going to spring clean. We're going to take all the books off the shelf and dust them and that sort of thing. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We had that. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. That was a that was a thing. We And then we got the one time. Um, sit back. This is a story. One spring cleaning. We rented a rug doctor. And we steam cleaned the rugs downstairs and the stairs and upstairs and all the carpets were super clean and we all went out and it was raining and little Michael got out of the VW bus and turned and grabbed the sliding door and slid it shut to close it and did not realize that his father's hand was actually holding onto the the support between 
the passenger side and the sliding door, and I slammed my father's hand in a VW bus sliding door. Ouch. He he invented new words to say. Yeah, I imagine so. Me, I screamed and ran <laughs> through the past the side of the condo, through the mud, into the house. Oh no! Step. I'm just like this. It was like this. Almost like the Cosby thing. This is it. I'm gonna die. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna be dead. So you took a bad situation and made it worse. Oh yeah. As is my life. You got your dad pissed off at you, and now you got your mom pissed off at you. Well, I don't, she didn't know who the hell it was. She just saw this flash go by, and suddenly the carpet was dirty. Well, once she sees the carpet's dirty and finds out who it is, yeah, she's yeah. not going to be happy with you. Matthew? Yeah, there was no there was no way to blame it. I, if I could have, I would have totally blamed it on Matthew, but unfortunately not. But yeah, that was my... We we had that spring cleaning. We popped all the windows out of the, uh, out of the frames, cleaned those out with newspaper and Windex and mopped and pulled the fridge out and cleaned behind the fridge and all that sort of thing and yeah it was like a like three four days during our summer break that we would do that beginning of it and at least part of it was ruined in an instant (laughs) like that sucks like tears in the rain (laughs) (laughs) and sadly the rug doctor was already back at the store so is there anything that you enjoyed cleaning as a kid i'm just gonna go with no i'm trying to think (laughs) if i cleaned anything uh, outside of myself which you know that doesn't really count. Yeah, I was going to say, for as much as I lived in filth, I, I was like an obsessive hand washer as a kid, which is kind of a contradiction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I would take a bath or a shower every day, and so I was clean in that regard, just my room wasn't. That's all. Pipes were clean. Well, that came a little later, but yeah. <laughs> How about... I kept uh, those sparkling. Now, you, move, you make that move from being a kid up to high school. You know, was there any uh, chores that you got you took on now you're in high school this is now your job type of thing I, I had an actual job from the time i was 14 actually I, I had my first job before then um even but you guys saw my car uh with the cans in the back seat that were piled up and uh the cans in the front seat the escort so yep yeah yeah Sybil. she was a mess most of the time until I proposed and then I cleaned it out completely. But otherwise I was just like stockpiling cans in the back seat for as soon as I was done with the drink, I just toss it. My you, car was clean in college, but it was not well taken care of. You proposed to your car? <laughs> <laughs> no. He did the right thing though. Before he did it, he cleaned her out. Yep. <laughs> oh. Or he proposed to anyone or anything, always clean it or her or him out. <laughs> uh, but well, the jobs with cleaning, I, I had a, that's later. So I guess that doesn't count for high school. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think that I was still like making the waterbed terrifying in, in high school, just in general, in all ways. Tyler, your sex tape. Yeah, making, making the waterbed terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't own a car. I didn't own a car all the way through college. And I got my first car when I was like 21. So yeah, not not a thing for me. I mean, I still, I had plenty of chores. I did all, and then by the time I was in high school, there were, there were plenty of times where my sister wasn't around for either because she was working or she was lived somewhere else or had been kicked out or whatever. And I would do everything that my mom didn't do because my dad didn't hardly do anything. I mean, he worked, you know, 12 hours a day and came home. And the last thing he wanted to do was clean the house. Hmm. Yeah. That's understandable. I do remember a uh, border between elementary school and high school cleaning task I had to do. This this might actually have been elementary school. 
when I had uh, two older kids come over to the house to play Nintendo and one of them decided to grab the fire extinguisher. And I was like, dude, you really shouldn't play with that. And he took the pin out and he's like, it's only compressed. And then he pushed it down while saying air. Fire <laughs> extinguishers are not compressed air. No, they are not. <laughs> no. And it blasted dust all the way over the upstairs, which basically had my Nintendo and like my dad's stereo oh. and a bunch of stuff like, but nobody usually went up there except me and my dad. But yeah, it had this layer of uh, fire extinguisher dust all over the entire upstairs of the house. Damn. My dad was so pissed off. Those guys were not allowed to come over anymore. And I had to clean every wall, every surface, everything. Wow. When he found out. That's rough. I don't blame him. But yeah, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and it sucks because like these guys... Uh, yeah, they were kind I'd be of talking dicks. to that kid's parents and be like, you know, he's going to come and help my son clean this shit up. Yeah. And he's yeah. never coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that they kind of knew that that was kind of a lost cause. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he tried that. No, they, they didn't. That was that was <laughs> just like and it was definitely not. I told them not to do it because it was going to be bad. But uh, <laughs> you gave that up early on. In life. And he hit me in the face with the fucking thing, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that was the last time Josh ever told someone not to do anything. Yeah, fine. I learned my lesson. When I when I said don't do that, and he had his, it's only compressed air. It was pointed directly at my face. Oh, oh. <laughs> say that explains why every time we came up with a bad idea, Josh is like, "Fuck it, go with it." Yeah, <laughs> just don't point it at me. Yeah. There's Joel sex tape. Uh. What about um, jobs where you had cleaning in high school? Not in high school. I did food service all through high school. Yeah, I was a stock boy my only job in high school, which I continued on until I started uh, Concordia. In fact, I think people ran into me my first couple months of Concordia doing stocking tasks at Joanne Fabrics. I didn't spend a whole lot of time at Joanne's Fabrics, so I don't think I ran into No, it was two, two or three random people because it was the Joanne Fabrics on Lake Street which you could get to from Concordia. And it was two or three people who I would not have expected to be in a Joanne Fabrics, like ran into me. Huh. I, I couldn't even tell you who now, because <laughs> I uh, definitely stopped that job before. No, I think that store closed down before I moved on campus. See, I could totally see Ed Eckert like crocheting or something. Some sort of craft, <laughs> being very crafty. Yeah, he seems crafty. Knitting a scarf for coffee. No, it was the lady from the from the cafeteria. She's like, I only need one. <laughs> it was definitely students. I just can't remember who. Yeah, we... Uh, Don Bodenhofer. Going traveling. <laughs> My first job at the video store, cleaning the shelves of the video you know, the videotape shelves. They got super dusty because they were plastic shelves and they had like a little bit of like static to them. A little bit of uh, like... Yeah, so it would, they would like attract dust. But my <clears throat> most memorable cleaning moment was when it was like a Wednesday afternoon. It's like, hey, you got to clean the shelves. All right, cool. Which ones are up for the cleaning today? Ah, shit. It's the adult section. <laughs> so you're in there wiping down. Because you would have, because it was back when VA, you know, you'd have the VHS tapes. You have the VHS cassette, and you have the box in front of it, and all that going on. So you'd have to wipe down the box. You have to wipe down the cassette tape box, and you have to wipe down the shelf. And then you take them off one whole shelf and put them in order. So you put them all back in the right right order and that sort of thing. I don't know why it even mattered for that room because, honest to God, I don't know anybody that paid any attention to the titles to begin with. But I'm in the adult room cleaning the shelves, 
And my boss was this big Italian guy named Lou. And my mom comes in. She's supposed to take me out to lunch. We're just going to go around the corner and get hot dogs for lunch. I hear this is, this is what I hear. Hey, Lou, is Michael around? Oh, yeah. He's just back there. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is, no. <laughs> my mom walks into the adult room as I'm standing there <laughs> with a porn cassette tape box in my hand and a, and a, and a towel, <laughs> which is a great <laughs> image. <laughs> but she goes, Michael. Are we going to get, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she starts screaming, and all the all the guys that are there in the middle of the day to get their videotapes just drop what they're doing and run out the front door. And, like, five guys took off. <laughs> and Lou is like, what the hell? They're what my afternoon rentals. And we're like, what would you expect? You know, do you what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, why would you send her back there? Yeah, I mean, this is all your fault. I refuse to claim any sort of a, any anything with this whatsoever. But the thing is, like, we, people would hide shit. You know, you clean the the back room, and people would hide one video behind another video because they didn't want anybody else getting that video. And it it it's a weird little ecosystem in video stores right there. That was kind of stuff about the adult section. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just remember coming back there once, and there was like this 13-year-old kid back there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Get out. He goes, oh, it's okay. I'm not going to rent anything. I'm like, damn right you're not. Get out. I'm just here for the looks. Yeah, I'm just here. This is all I need. This will last me a week. Um, Yeah, and then. Yeah, that's one of the best things about, you know, the advent of internet porn is they drop off in the VHS adult sections. Because those places were like like monuments to creepiness. Well, and then there was like one day we, you know, there was always like. I've been in dozens of them, and none of them are really neat. Well, oh, working at the video store, there was the each each location had the movie. It was like the movie that in the in the adult section that was so nasty. Whenever somebody rented it, you would call the other stores and be like, oh, my God, somebody rented this. Somebody rented it. Oh, it's this guy. So this guy comes in. He rents the nastiest one we have back there, leaves for two hours, and comes back and returns it. Ew. Right. <laughs> he walks back in. He's like, and he goes, here, I got a return for you. I'm just like, just put that right. While I get my gloves. Yeah, I was just like, you just put, put that right there on the counter. That's fine. I'll get it. And don't look me in the eyes. Yeah, don't look me in the eyes. I was just like, he's like, all right, cool. Puts it down. I get, you know, get the paper towels, get the spray cleaner, you know, the the Windex or clean all that off. Yeah, put it back. New guy comes in. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to go get myself some lunch. I go down to the Burger King just down the street in Naperville. And I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, what do I want? I'm going to get myself a Whopper. Guy at the counter. Hey, what can I get you? I look up, or rather at that point, look down from the menu Look at the guy who's asking, who's at the counter, asking me what I want to order, and behind him is the dude that rented the movie <gasps> on the grill. <laughs> and I'm just like, never mind, I'm not hungry. <laughs> just, I'm out. And I went back and I'm like, you know who's working the grill at Burger King? Next thing you know, that was like a post-it note in the back by the by the time clock. Creepy dude works grill at Burger King. FYI, do not eat at Burger King. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the horsey sauce. Oh wait, that's Arby's. But I, I mean, cleaning cleaning the videos was kind of actually kind of cool because I mean, on the regular side of things, where you go through like the sci-fi or the fantasy section or whatever section, you discover that we had this movie that you'd never seen before. 
like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I had no idea what this movie was. Took it home, loved it. That was that was pretty cool. But no, Burger King. So yeah, all... I actually worked on a cleaning crew. Moving on to the next question. Um, when when, I, when we were at Concordia during the summer one year, I worked for um, what, uh, Chuck Weber. <laughs> yeah, I worked for housekeeping too. Yeah, I, I think we did. Did, did we work, do that at the same time? I probably. I mean, I worked housekeeping for a couple of years. So I would, um, yeah, you were housekeeping. I was part of the crew that was going through and uh, was literally just clean, you know, uh, dorm room to dorm room and just stripping no. everything. That's what yeah. I was. I, I cleaned the classrooms, uh, the main um, building, uh, like the bathrooms mm. and um, the the nursery area, the what they call it. I guess I, it was a nursery. I had a short stint in housekeeping where I was cleaning our, I cleaned our floor and I cleaned uh, Kraus also the women the girls side it's actually really good for me and Joel that the cleaning crew that cleaned the dorms and housekeeping were two separate departments otherwise he would have been fired because I recall after one break I think it was a Christmas break we came back to a note stating that if our room was ever found in that state again they would find the both of us <laughs> you know funny thing though despite all that I I learned my uh, how to clean a bathroom from doing that job. And now my bathrooms, when I clean them, which is every couple of weeks or so, are spotless. And that's one of the things I pride myself on. And I learned it all from working housekeeping in college. Plus, I got paid for it. See, when I would clean, I wound up having to clean the women's showers and the women's restroom on the opposite side on, on, on Kraus. I would go, <laughs> it was such a lazy shit. I would go in there, take out all the toilet paper, anything that was paper, I would take out of the bathroom put it on the cart and then you you remember we had the um like the soap wand the spray wand for like cleaning the showers yeah i would just yep. go in the bathroom and just spray the shit down on everything why not that's a good way to do it i don't because i'm like i'm not touching that i don't know what that is i'm not touching it spray down everything switch it to water spray down water there were drains in the floor it's not like it was going to go anywhere right so but then eventually it was like <laughs> the the reason i had to quit was because after a while like that's an odd colored rash on my arm. <laughs> what is that? And I discovered that I have like a, a severe reaction to the soap that they used in the guns. So I would like get right. these huge like like scabby rashes on my hands. Scabby rashes. He was a great regular singer. Scabby rashes. That's the name of Pat's sex tape. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> We're not quite done and I want to go to break. <laughs> All right. What was the state of your dorm room? Wow. Well, yeah, we've already discussed that uh, we, we got to the point. Well, we had the trash monster, of course. Yep. We had the, the bloody towel. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show before, where yep. Joel injured himself and a towel slipped behind the dresser and uh, adhered to the wall until it smelled <laughs> like rotten meat in our room. Mutated into a sentient being. To be fair, that one was not our fault, and we cleaned our room top to bottom, and we're like, why does it still smell like a dead animal took a shit in here? <laughs> and then we found out. I just remember you guys bringing that 40-gallon trash cans back into the room, and I'm just like, no good can come from this. Yeah, we, we took a trip to, I think it was Walmart, and each bought a 40-gallon trash can and filled it with, like, toys and shit. <laughs> like... Once for laundry, once for trash. Yeah, Nerf guns, and I think that's where I got my Alien versus Predator action figure set. And, and then you, you basically just 
didn't even use it as a, you know, you just filled it and let it overflow. And then there was a mountain of trash over the trash can. I'm like, well, what is the point of the trash can? How else well, do you have a mountain if you don't have a trash can? It, it gives it structure. It's a virtual kiln. <laughs> Once I got to the apartment, though, that's where we developed the rule that whoever puts the last piece of trash in it when it is at its fullest has to take it out. Which led to sort of a game of trash Jenga. Yes. Yeah. And stapling things to the side of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike cleans when he's stressed. Yeah, I was just about to say, and leading into the next point, that is when the guys would piss me off in some way just to get me mad so I would clean. Because yep. I clean when I'm mad and Mike cleans when he's stressed. Yep. So Mike would get stressed about whatever's going on in classes and life and whatever, and I would rearrange everything, and Jay would be working late on whatever uh, play he was working on and not realize that Mike cleaned and rearranged the whole goddamn room, and the bed's not where it used to be anymore. (laughs) Jay was such a nice guy. He would come in and be like, not turn on the light, and I'd hear him open the door. Close the door. right into the dresser, like, damn it! And then you hear, step, 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 whoop! <laughs> Jay, I rearranged. Poor uh, Jay. I know, I'm amazed. I'm amazed he didn't stab me in my sleep. James Sharp and I kept a, a mostly clean room, for the, which was a surprise to, I think, everybody. I'm amazed that there was not blood in that room. Yeah, but, it's amazing that we became friends, because, yeah, we were enemies when that happened. I know everybody's that. Yeah. When you and when we, I remember hearing that you and James Sharp were going to be rooming together. I'm like, why are they? I was the RA. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why would do you want me to quit? Obviously, well, I mean, just, yeah, you did, but <laughs> it was just one of those things that we found out that the reason we hated each other was because we were just like each other. It was the same reason you and I actually liked each other. <laughs> Once we realized that the reason we piss each other off is because we did stuff that we do ourselves that piss ourselves off. Circle of life. Yeah, kind of the opposite, where you and I lived together twice, Pat, and the second time mm-hmm. we were like, oh, yeah, we're much better friends when we do not share a space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, That's right. We didn't learn this the first time. We should not live together. Yeah. <laughs> so the apartment. <coughs> yes. Was Which, it, I put this in. Was it ever truly clean? When we first moved in, I think it was relatively. And every time we had a party. Yeah, we was clean-ish. Yeah, yeah. And I remember because, I I cleaned the bathroom once for yeah. you guys as a payment for my pseudo rent. And Suzanne used to clean the bathroom too, and yeah. Amy used to clean the bathrooms. And before parties, I couldn't even like leave my own personal room dirty because I had the most used computer in the building. Mm-hmm. So it had to be clean-ish, except for your wall. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to talk about that. We'll leave that up to Josh. Where I puked on the wall that one time? Yeah, and left it there for the all time. <laughs> I gotta leave it there for all time. That's I just didn't clean it well enough. It was stained for all time. There were chunks that were eventually painted over. Okay, that's they not, that's an exaggeration. They pressed that room as stucco the last time they rented it out. <laughs> uh, do you remember six bedroom house? No, five five bedrooms. Do you uh, guys remember the uh, couch that was on outside the door on the balcony? Yeah, yeah, that was not sanitary. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never, I never sat on that couch. <laughs> I sat on it and smoked on more than one occasion. I was gonna say I made out with girls on that couch. Uh, ah, yeah, I would, I wouldn't touch that couch for nothing. I was afraid to touch the couch inside. I definitely wasn't touching the one outside. <laughs> hey Joel, you want to tell us why the barbecue, why uh, the bathroom smelled like barbecue sauce for weeks? I think we've told this story, but uh, uh, one of the many times Mike and Suzanne were 
uh, crashing at our place, which it was their place too, for all intents and purposes. Um, I got up early to go to my job or school. I'm not sure which. And uh, I grabbed a bottle out of the refrigerator, went into the bathroom, wrote red rum on the uh, the tub. In, in sweet the, baby rays. The, the <laughs> bottom of the tub. And then uh, dropped a, a kitchen knife in there, shut the curtain and <laughs> left. <laughs> Much to uh, Suzanne's surprise when she wanted to go take a shower the next morning or later that day. That was that was that morning. Michael, wake up. Wake up. You have to see this. All right, fine. Why do I want ribs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we've also talked about working food service. Incidentally, the, the trash cans at that house, the, the one that was in the kitchen, that thing was literally impossible to lift and carry down to the curb. It was so goddamn full. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was 40 gallons to begin with and frequently didn't have a bag. It had strata. It was really bad. It was. And we've yeah, told the buying a trash can that big was not a smart decision of many not smart decisions we made. <laughs> we've told the screaming dishes story, but yeah, I'm going to take instead of retelling the story again, I'm going to remind people how that started because we ha- had this rule uh, about uh, we we're going to rotate who washed the dishes, but no one could agree on whose turn it was. And at some point before leaving for Gen Con in the summer, I believe Patrick made pancakes and threw the bowl with pancake batter into the sink, assuming someone else would clean it, the fool, <laughs> in August in an apartment with no air conditioning. And when we got back from Gen Con, there was a magical forest <laughs> growing out of the pancake batter. There was like enough fungus. It was high enough that you could see individual <clears throat> trees. Uh, remember the one time you guys, I, I forget how. I was back at the apartment, and it was just, you guys left me there by myself for some reason. It was like, there wasn't enough room in the cars, and you guys all went out somewhere and came back with food. And I, while you were gone, I decided I was going to cl- I was gonna wash the dishes, because we were all going to have pizza or something. And I'm washing the dishes, and the first person through that door was Makui. <laughs> and I'm trying to be clean, and I'm cleaning the dishes, and he comes up behind me, and he gives me a hug. And I'm like, all right, hey, Makui, I love you. He undoes my pants and drops my pants to my ankles <laughs> with my hands elbow deep in soap water. And then he walks off just in time for the rest of the crew to walk into the kitchen and see me standing there doing the dishes with my pants around my ankles. So thank you very much for that, Makui. And we all just, hey, Mike. Hey. <laughs> ah, gets the stains off. <laughs> it's like more. It's like Brillo pad. Um. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Got anything else? I think we've covered think most of the high points. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I think we've been talking for a while. I think it's time to go to the break, and uh, I guess when we come back, we'll talk how our habits have maybe changed a bit with uh, cleaning our own personal spaces as adults. Yeah, we'll be back and talk about uh, clean things for once. All right, we're back, and we are clean. Eh, we eh, are. Kind of. Ish. Ish, maybe. I want to be pure. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> so, clean. Clean versus clutter. I wrote this down. Things can be clean, but can still be cluttered. Yes. True or untrue? Joel says yes. I, I think that my house is frequently clean-ish, but 
is almost always still cluttered. You can. I, just, I, I don't think. You, I don't think they are mutually exclusive. No, I. I Connected. I think, I think you, you can't. You can't be clean if you have clutter. That's not clean. It's cluttered. That's why it's a different word. I, I. I don't know. I think my definition of clean is there is nothing with like food residue. There's no spills or stains still visible. There's no crumbs. There's uh, no like packages sitting out on. Okay, so it's sterile. You, you have sterile, but it's still cluttered. Yeah, but like if I have stacks of unopened mail somewhere and uh, like vape shit all over my desk, like that's my house is still clean. If I, if yeah, if there's nothing, if there's not like a coffee stain on the kitchen table. Well, if there's no, if you don't have like a fungus growing on the kitchen, you can have a cluttered kitchen, but it can still be clean. Yes, yeah, I, I, I disagree. But I'm a, I'm a clean fanatic, which is why one of the reasons why I smoke, so I don't go insane trying to clean everything all the time and trying to keep germs off of yeah, it. Yeah, just from the one picture you showed us, I don't blame you. Yeah, I have to I have to stay in a constant state of uh, this is fine, this is fine. <laughs> You're the dog in the kitchen. Exactly. Well, and I've certainly been in people's houses where there's just like stacks of garbage everywhere and like uh, kitchens or other rooms that I would consider unusable. And I've been in the other extreme where somebody's house looks like it was cut and pasted from like an Ikea showroom or a slightly nicer than Ikea where it's like, I'm not actually sure people live here. See, and I, when I live by myself, when I have my own place, my, my place tends to be maybe a step above that. Yeah, and I, I like to live somewhere in the center, maybe one step towards the filthy. Yeah, see, all, anything that I have that is uh, filthy, it is um, I just keep it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. What were my, you li- my life I have to keep ah. completely clean because uh, it's so messy in my head. <laughs> and now, now the way I live right now, um, I know you guys, we've talked about it before. Um, I live with my sister and she um, is a recovering hoarder. And, you know, the house is still in bad shape and uh, it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still in bad shape. And it just, it's a constant battle, constant issue. I just, to, I don't, I don't think it's polite it to refer to your sister in that way. Well, it, it, it's more polite than many other ways I refer to her sometimes. I love Fair. my sister, but I also... Oh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. I just realized that there was a dur at the end of that. Hoarder. Ah! Uh, uh, okay, that's all I got. I saw that joke coming. I'll see myself out. It's Mike's week to be Joel, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> really? But yeah, so, I mean, as far as, like, cleaning of a house itself, um, that what my mother um, has recently moved in, um, and she's helping with the cleaning and everything, and it's, it's spurring on a new era of clean cleanliness in this house but I'm, i can already see that she's starting to break down <laughs> there is so I mean, what you just said there is so true there i am clean because mom is here because mom there's like if you know your mother is coming over cleanliness yeah, exactly. kicks in well that i mean that's what that's what spurred her to even start cleaning in the first place you know when she learned the mom was going to be moving back yeah i'd be so surprised i probably wouldn't clean <laughs> oh my god Cleaning would be last on your mind. Only certain people will understand that. Well, maybe not last on your mind, but it definitely would be. Just be like, huh. <laughs> That's the point where you stop cleaning. So Yeah, I've obviously misunderstood a few things for the last 12 years. <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Well, an interesting thing happened um, with my habits. 
after college because slowly I untrained myself from saving everything, every scrap of paper, collecting everything into, you know, just giant piles of stuff that I'm never going to use. And um, because my uh, Amy was so like, um, she was very clean and neat and tidy and I was kind of the opposite. I began to learn those traits and kind of retrain myself, my way of thinking to where now in my house where I live, um, it's very minimalistic. There's very little out. So there's very little to put away. And every night before I go to bed, everything goes back to where it was at the end, at the beginning of the day. So that's my my big, that's my, Oh, that's my big, one of my big points is like everything has a place, put it back in its place. Well, and if you you need it, it's where it's supposed to be. And I fight that fight every day. And I'm just, I'm so tired of it. It's like, okay, where are the scissors? There's supposed to be two pairs of scissors in this spot right here. There's none. Where are they? Well, and it's like, if you dirty a dish and you have a dishwasher, you put the dish in the dishwasher. As soon as you dirtied it, it's not sitting in the sink. It's already there, ready to go. So as soon as it's lo- fully loaded, you just put in the soap. Off you go to the races. They exactly. put things back where they go in their designated area. Clean the house every week or two. You know the, the uh, you know a, a, a full-on cleaning. You know vacuum and dust and all of that. And I've kept my house relatively clean for you know as long as I've been living here um, by myself. Let me clarify. Uh, it was all by myself. <laughs> now the kids' rooms aren't quite as clean. I was all alone. Um, but you know, I mean, sometimes when I think the house is dirty, like if I get bothered by the fact that you know I can see there's stuff on the floor, other people have come over and been like, "Dude, your house is really, really clean." I'm like, "No, it looks terrible," and I'm freaking out. It's yeah, we live high. in very different worlds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm just do. looking at my desk, and I don't consider my house dirty right now. <clears throat> on my desk. Or on the thing next to my desk, I see <laughs> two. Well, d- just combining those surfaces since they're right right near each other, there are two red solo cups, two coffee cups, and two pint glasses. That's not so bad. Were there things in them, or were there things in them? Well, yeah, one is the pint glass I was using tonight. There's a okay. bottle of Mountain Dew and one of the red solo cups just kind of hanging out there. I mean, there, there's a there's a time that is allowed for something to be to sit around after you're done using it i'm, I'm yeah. not like psychotic you don't have to like as soon as you're done drinking you have to run that thing to the dishwasher right but like one of the coffee cups has probably been there since last thursday i, I drank all the coffee in well, it that is unacceptable yeah no that would go into the dishwasher i would like to make some sort of comment about that but my basement runs on some sort of like fifth dimensional rule here <laughs> if it exists it is in my basement <laughs> Schrodinger's basement. Schrodinger's basement. It both does and does not exist in my basement. Patrick has been in my basement. I've been in your basement. Yes. I've been in your basement. I came in his basement. Biblically. Are you in my basement? We both are and are not in your basement. (laughs) Where are you? Hello? (laughs) That's background Phil. Background Phil. (laughs) Background Phil is looking for people in my basement. You know, but my basement is is uh, atrocious. I, I cleaned it all the way, like completely clean, like it was like just spotless. And then as I've started to unpack and get things out from the boxes, that's slowly become kind of something that bothers me that I want to clean it. I have oh, I been in your basement, and I can say right now that is not a place to keep young children. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? It doesn't what? even have the manacles set up or anything. I know, right? What? 
Yeah, Pat, I don't. I, they're taking it to a weird place. What's the safe word? <laughs> Pineapple juice. <laughs> Long Island iced tea. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Go back to the show notes. Do you do you guys have a cleaning schedule? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I do. What? <gasps> okay, you guys have all been to my house. Yes. Yeah. We are very well set up for entertaining. You are. Uh, and between barbecues and regular, whether it's board games or role-playing games, we frequently have people over, uh, adding in Sarah's parents coming by or whatever. I'd probably say every other or every third weekend, we've got a lot of people over. And that's really what motivates us. Like the couple days before we're going to have people over, we need to get the house into a state where we are not ashamed to have people see it. I live it constantly in that state. That state. So, I mean, that's basically if we didn't constantly entertain, our house would not be unsanitary because we don't like like rotten food garbage everywhere. But, yeah, it definitely would be unacceptably busier. messy. Be much busier. Uh, piles of uh, paper trash and uh, way too many dishes all over the place. But since we entertain so frequently, yeah, that's what our schedule is. It's not a set thing, but it's always one to two days, sometimes three, depending on the mess, before we have people over. I can see that. It is, I just don't understand why people don't just immediately clean. It makes Why save things... You know, for one big whole shebang when you can just easily clean a little bit at a time. I mean, it's that combination of jobs and laziness. See, he understands. <laughs> and and like uh, uh, Joel was saying, he and Amy were very different. And when you and I lived together, we were very different. Sarah and I are not very different when it comes to cleaning. <laughs> I mean, she she's, uh, I, I think, at her least clean she has not gotten anywhere near the depths i have sunk to <laughs> but she's still on the messy end of the spectrum her extremes are not as extreme as yours right well and and my cleaning schedule it's not like there's a, a set like literally like a schedule but you know the the fish tank gets cleaned once a month the bunny cages get cleaned uh every few weeks um you know lucy gets a bath uh, once a month or so you know i clean the house top to bottom every probably two weeks, including the toilets. Um, but then I'll just do general tidy every day or so, just to kind of keep things so I don't have to do a shit ton when it comes time to actually do the cleaning. And that's the thing I think people maybe don't understand or don't catch on to or should realize is that if you just kind of do a little every day, then you don't have a whole bunch to do and get overwhelmed when you decide that's to what I'm saying. dig into it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fuck Joel, you and your hey. logic. We are in agreement. Yeah, see, but video games times. exist. That, that, that's my counterpoint, is video games <laughs> exist. See? I'm with Josh on this. You believe that they exist? No, he would rather play a video game than do any cleaning. See? I know, Pat. I was... Oh. It's the instant gratification monkey versus the panic monster. See, and I still have the I'm stressed, I clean. So there's there's been times where I'll get home from work and clean the kitchen... And I have older children at this point who go, wow, dad's cleaning the entire house. I'm going to my room. <laughs> I, I don't, I've been trying to figure it out. Why, why is it, why is that my, like my stress 
like reaction. Because you feel like things are out of your control and cleaning something is definitely in your control. And it's, this is something I've learned about myself and I'm assuming it applies to you. Okay. Um, and when you get, you can get much greater satisfaction out of something that you can definitely see an end to. And there's a definite end to cleaning a room. You know what it looked like when you started and you know, when you're done and you can, and you can be like, ah, see what I did. I did all this. This was me. And I controlled it. And like, you don't have to think about the thing that is out of your control. You just right. have to the thing that is in your control. I have no control over my life, but God damn it, I have control over this room. Exactly. Exactly. And, and once it is clean, I will know that I have done something. And haha, fuck you, life. I have I done a thing, and it has changed. Exactly. For the better. Now, this is not going to go to everybody, but Joel, kids yes. in clean rooms. Yeah, it, it didn't. It doesn't happen. They're not like I was when I was a kid, but um, they're definitely not clean. And with my brain, if if I don't do it or help do it, it doesn't get done the way I want it. So it doesn't get done. Or when it does, it I kind of just have to look the other way. And I've cleaned them completely, and then they just kind of go back to the way they were. Oh, my so. niece, she's 10 years old. Her Her room was a goddamn nightmare disaster, and I just kept the door closed. I wouldn't even look in there, and that's the room that my mother moved into, so that they were forced to like take probably seventy five percent of the stuff out of that room. Yeah, so every time uh, it's, it's not all that funny because now that stuff is in the dining room. Oh, in the dining room? Yeah. What the hell? Light up. See, with I have I have two different versions of children. I have okay. the Katie side, whose room is cluttered, but it's pretty much just art supplies everywhere. Okay. You know, stacks of sketchbooks, um, containers full of pens, that sort of thing, all over the place. You can walk from one end of the room to the other without killing yourself. It needs to be painted, but that's on me. Sophie, it's like, imagine like if the uh, trash the trash thing from Fraggle Rock was made out of clothes and just <laughs> barfed all over a room. That's Sophie's room. Are you sure there's no kiln in there? I am, I am not sure there is not a kiln anywhere in my house. There may be at least two or three kilns in my house. But I definitely do the look. I am going to, I, all I want you to do tonight is make a path from your bed to the door because God forbid anything happen and you can't get out because you tripped over your laundry basket. And I can't get to you. I can't get to you because... you suffocate in your own panties. That would be a tragic end. That went like yeah. completely in the opposite direction that I wanted to go. <laughs> I didn't to. want to say. All right. Suffocating on smoke? Yes. <laughs> Suffocating on your own panties? I don't know where you're going with that. But it does Why create a visual. going back to it? Stop talking about it. It's quite a visual. No, it's not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Strangely related to that. What? Oh what? Uh, we've had to make sure that we don't leave, uh, in particular, underwear that has been worn by us and not uh, immediately washed anywhere because the new dog thinks that that's pretty awesome to chew on. Oh, my God. What right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I wouldn't do the same thing if I lived there. But well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we are we all are assuming that, but we're not dogs. Right, you know. Seriously, I'd chew Josh's boxers, and you would eat Sarah's panties. <laughs> Until I suffocated. 
<laughs> yeah, so, def- definitely the first time we found it, it's like, oh wow, yeah, the entire like middle area crotch has been eaten out of. Yeah, we c- we can't leave these on the floor anymore. They're not even edible. Le- right? Leia is a freak. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, Lucy is notorious. She always likes to steal socks. Doesn't matter. She won't chew them up. She'll just put them all in her mouth and she'll grab. If there's two, she'll put both in there like a chipmunk <laughs> and she'll steal them and she'll go run off and, and wait for you to figure it out. And then you come over and maybe, you're like, maybe she's doing her Don Corleone impression. <laughs> Poorly. And you're like, Lucy, give me the sock. And then do you have to pull it out of her mouth? And of course it's then wet, but she looks at you like, <laughs> I've gotcha. got the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I heard something open up. That, that was, I was getting a soda. But what about your dog, Pat? Does your Lucy uh, do anything strange since we're talking about it? No, no. She, um, well, the only thing is um, when I have a really bad, uh, when I have a really bad cough that I can't kick for some, through medicine or whatever, I um, do the, I do what, what I call uh, um, Vic sucks. <laughs> You like fill. You you just take, yeah, <laughs> what? You take a bunch of Vicks and you just rub it all over your feet, like you slather it on, and then you put socks on and you sleep through the night, and like it absorbs the Vicks and it cures your cough in like two days. That's true. It's a true story. It really works. I'm it not does. kidding. Josh, have you ever heard of Vic socks? I I'm not a Vicks. I didn't grow up with Vicks. I I, I'm, I didn't grow up with socks. <laughs> he didn't even grow up. He's just the ghost. It was all water bed or nothing. Yeah, pretty much. I say dead people. <laughs> but um, when when I Lucy does not like the smell of the Vicks apparently because whenever I take those socks off, I always find them like moved somewhere else when I come home. Like it's you know she doesn't tear them up. It's kind of like the whole uh, your Lucy thing. She doesn't chew them or anything. She just always moves them somewhere. Like get these away from me. <laughs> While we're on the subject of messes that we have to clean and pets, uh, do you guys have either occasional vomit or bathroom accidents with the pets in the house? I have a guinea pig and a chinchilla, so no. <laughs> there are now with my mom here. There are seven cats. Jesus Christ! So yes, there is definitely a vomit issue. I would not last a minute. No, you would you would be would dead on the it. on the porch. I think it's time for you, Pat, to get one of those uh, cat guns like the crazy cat lady had. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. The the vomit thing happens every every once in a while. It's not like a real common thing. Um. The yeah. accidents, though, only if people come over that she hasn't seen in a while and she gets excited or she's never met before. Then we'll have you know a little pee here and there but there is nothing that will make you move faster than hearing <sighs> from a cat yep. yeah, yeah. Exactly. or a dog yeah or yeah. a, dog. Or a yeah. child <laughs> luck you know now when i lived um with roommates Choking on panties <laughs> <laughs> when i lived with my roommates uh we did we would watch over each other's pets but it wasn't like a you know a, uh, i'm gonna ne- necessarily take care of your pet while you're not here so like with my schedule I sometimes would be gone like, you know, 12, 15 hours and, you know, Lucy would, I'd come home and I'd find, you know, messes everywhere. But now that I live, you know, with my sister and my mom and neither one of them work or anything, there's never going to be an issue with, you know, cause she goes outside like probably 10, 12 times a day. Jeez. Yeah. Like every time I come home, I take her out. 
every time they even looked at the doors, they're like, oh, you need to go out. So they're always going out. You know, I mean, yeah, and, the cat, and, and the cats are always coming in and out. So, you know, yeah, the, you know, she there should never really be any incidents with with having to clean any of that anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. I get Chewy is pretty well potty trained. Like sometimes we will forget and just like mess up the timing and we'll find a spot. And we'll have to nature's miracle it away. And he is more likely than she is to have a puke accident. Like Joel said, it happens, but not super common. But uh, yeah, like nothing, nothing cures you of wanting to make sure your your dog gets out faster than an eighty pound pit bull's shit. Well, yeah, my dogs are tiny, and we have struggled with getting Leia to a completely potty trained. She's mostly not being in the house now, but we still. Uh, like sometimes she just decides, no, I'm not pooping. I'm going to lay in the yard and eat a leaf <laughs> and, uh, we'll come back in and we're pretty sure. Oh, I, I think she pooped, uh, when I was only kind of looking at her. Nope. She was just sitting down. We just found a pile of poop in the dining room. <laughs> Oddly enough, there was no leaves in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I did something I had not done in this house, uh, with either dog for the first time last night, stepped in dog poop with my shoe on the carpet. Oh, just, I was taking my dinner to the dining room table. I was like, wow, there's a tiny piece of poo on the rug. That's weird. And then I looked at my shoe. I was like, oh, there's the rest of it. Well, that's like that. Speaking of uh, that, we, when you talk about the Roomba, there's that notorious photo of the Roomba that was smeared, smeared the dog crap everywhere. Yeah. Stupid robot. Shh. They'll hear you. (laughs) <laughs> and they're armed with poo. Rumors are like the pawns of the robot revolution, though. They're more like the checkers. Oh. oh I see what you I did. didn't make me laugh, but... Maybe you got points, at least. Yeah, I appreciate that. It made you go, ah. Uh... Golf clap. What the heck was that? <laughs> almost sound like a golf fap. <laughs> the rhythm method. So... We need to start a new thing on the golf courses. Oh, golf clap. Go fat. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> All right. So spring cleaning. Do you even bother? <laughs> no. I don't even notice spring anymore. I kind of think we have to a little bit because there are definitely things that pile up in certain areas just because it's like, man, there's snow and ice everywhere. And as soon as we can get to that, we'll deal with it. But yeah. I, I mean, recently we had a big spring cleaning sort of thing when I thought – uh, we are going to have a bunch of people over and it was going to rain out. So we had to completely clean out our gar- our garage and our uh, three seasons room, which were just stacked with clutter and Amazon prime boxes and all sorts of shit, like a broken coffee maker. And yeah, we cleared it out throughout a bunch of boxes. And well, uh, unfortunately a lot of it just moved into the wood shop on the other side of the yard, but, <laughs> but it's actually more organized being in one small shed than it was all over a three seasons room and inside a garage. I spent a couple months cleaning out the garage here, which was just a goddamn disaster when I moved in and got everything organized in there. And we've been having garage sales and throwing things away and moving things to storage. So the garage has gotten more organized and the house is getting more organized, but we're taking the stuff in the house and moving it into the garage. Now the garage is cluttered again. I but I got to get some of that stuff and take it up in the attic. And I took some stuff to storage the other day, managing to um, awesomely break my armoire, which you know just kills me to the to my soul. My favorite piece of furniture, I dropped the top half of it and broke one of the doors off. Silly Pat, you don't have us. <laughs> Good point. But yeah, um, so yeah, I'm getting, I mean, I'm not really doing any spring cleaning, but I'm definitely, we're, we're definitely trying to get, you know, the house 
in order like every season. So. Well, and I always I've been planning on doing that with my garage and the basement. But since, you know, I don't have like a, a school job where you have a couple months off in the summer, there just never seems to be time because I'm constantly working. So it'll happen someday when I'm dead. Somebody else has to do it. Do you have any tips for cleaning? I Come cannot on. stress enough the whole uh, the, the use of vinegar as a cleaning tool. Vinegar is the shit. Yeah. You put uh, put vinegar and water in a dish in your microwave, run it for like four minutes, and you can just wipe it clean. Do you ever do no the vinegar? Stuck on anything hey, is. The what? smell lingers, though. Yeah. Not, not that long, really. I mean, within within an hour, it's gone. I mean... It's it really doesn't linger that bad. I thought it would the first time I started using it. But do you ever do you ever do the vinegar and tin foil to clean the uh, silverware? Oh yeah, that's, I've never done it, but I've heard of that. That works so well. You take a piece of tin foil or aluminum foil, put it in the bottom of a hot hot water, pour in some vinegar, toss in some uh, silver, and it just sucks the uh, tarnish off the silver. See, I like cleaning like that where it's like it's magic. Yeah, I use vinegar to clean my cast iron all the time, and whenever I reseason anything, I used it to refurbish an old oil can that I'm going to try and sell. I mean, vinegar is, you know, I, I use vinegar and baking soda to clean the mold out of the old refrigerator that we had. I use vinegar to clean my cast iron before I put it in the dishwasher. You put your cast iron in the dishwasher? <laughs> oh my god! No, I use uh, I use actually um, table salt to clean my. That's what you're uh, supposed. Yep, yeah, yep. I use kosher salt. Yep. <laughs> he just wanted to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Any, any kind of salt. Kosher is better because it's more coarse, but yeah. any kind of salt will work. Then I've got a, a question. What do you use to clean? Because um, Illinois has an issue with uh, hard, hard the hard water, and it like creates that white, crusty residue. Called uh, calcium. Calcium, yes. I couldn't think of the word. What do you guys use to get that off of your... Uh, penis. Various. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it, it, uh, that CLR stuff works like a charm. Yep. The calcium lime rust remover. Uh, you, so you, can't, you can't make anything better than that stuff. That that that. For, we for use 409 on freaking everything, basically. I mean, it was, Windex and 409 are virtually our only cleaning products that aren't specifically like for a toilet or something. And you, for certain surfaces, you have to work a little harder to get this uh, 409 to work. Yeah, I like the orange glow. I, I have kind of a method since uh, Sarah and I have divvied up the cleaning tasks into the ones she really doesn't want to do and the ones I really don't want to do. So I frequently end up cleaning kitchen counters. And my method is like, okay, brush off crumbs. Uh, and this is going to be done before floors because I know I'm not going to be clean enough to not get any of them on the floors. Yep, floors is always last. Floors sure. And then second pass is with the 409. And then for the really stubborn stuff, I, I'm not going to break my arm or like tire myself out just scrubbing at it with a 409. My countertops aren't like super nice. They're they're not like crazy marble. So I will just hit this really stubborn stuff quickly with a magic eraser. I know it's an abrasive, but I mean, these are like 50-year-old Formica countertops. They can take a little bit of scratching and it. Take If the magic eraser doesn't take it off, it's permanent. <laughs> yep. Yep. I tell you what, though, I will introduce you to something that will change your life. It's one of my favorite cleaning things in the world. Ooh. Oh, the scrub, up, the scrub Daddy. Is that your nickname? 
It's a it, it, it's a, a sponge that first appeared on Shark Tank. Oh and- God! Don't Google that. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. Yeah, but um, it, it first appeared on Shark Tank, and one of the guys bought it, and they and they you know made infomercials and all this kind of stuff. And at first, it was only available at Bed Bath and Beyond. And it's just a little round It's sponge. a smiley face thing? Yeah, with a smiley face pattern on it. And, like, you can stick your fingers in the eye holes to hold it while you're cleaning. You know, I mean, you, you stick your, your spoons or whatever, anything flat in the mouth and just pull it through. These things last for, like, three months each. They could be stiff as, a, as you need. You know, and if you put it in hot water, it gets really soft like a sponge. And, you can, and it cleans everything. And it scratches nothing, no matter how hard you press, how hard but it, it, it amazingly can get almost anything off of anything and not leave a trace. So it's a lot like a magic eraser, but it's not necessarily abrasive. Exactly. I just want to point out that Patrick's porn, uh, Patrick's sex tape, stiff as you need, <laughs> was just spoken. Um. So then what about uh, showers, bathtubs? What about them? Uh, I, I, use a, I use a diluted vinegar baking soda. Um, For that too? Yeah, I spray that in there and let that soak, and then I, I and then I wipe it down, and then I use um any kind of uh, any like Tylex mold remover after that. But my first pass is always the vinegar and baking soda. Huh. I never. I wait until Sarah it. does it. <laughs> That's always the, those are my two biggest issues are the calcium deposits and the showers. Yeah, I vinegar and baking soda for the for the tiles, and then get get yourself a little bottle of CLR. It works wonders. Because so I have a CLR, and I've tried because they it said something about soaking the whatever it is for like a few minutes before trying to get the stuff off. Mm-hmm. But I've not had a whole lot of success. I've had partial success, but never like as clean as I'd like it. I don't expect it to look brand new, but you know, cleaner. Right. You get yourself a hand drill, <laughs> and you take I mean, a brush. No, 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 no. Shop, shop, shop. You get a you get a scrub brush. You drill a hole in the center of it, and you put a uh, like a screw or whatever. You put a screw through it, so you have some sort of like anchor for the drill. Stick it in the drill, drag, hit the, hit the button, and just spins. And you got like a automatic scrub brush on it right there. When you got the when you got the uh, shower, we've got like a stand up shower. We don't have a bathtub. We got like the shower corner for the textured floor. You just put that in there. Put down some soap or some baking soda or vinegar, or whatever, and spring, and then you don't even have to like exert yourself. Huh. Or just get a Dremel. Well, yeah, but I have a drill. That's clever. I have a Dremel. Well, you, all right. That's still and, that's very clever. I've got a Dremel. Blah, 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 saying, blah. You, can get one, you can get one. That's an option. You don't have to get any attachments. It's right there. Just boom, do it. I'm thinking my Dremel actually isn't powerful enough. I I would I have both, and I'd rather use the drill. Just thinking of the amount of torque on the Dremel. Yeah, you might go right through the grout. Play <laughs> <laughs> to you out of clay. Dremel, Dremel, Dremel. On cleaning, we will play. Scrub daddies and vinegar and baking soda. Those are my two big tips. Well, I'm going to have to get some baking soda. I've got vinegar uh, for my coffee maker, but I've never mixed it with baking soda. And don't ever mix ammonia and bleach. That's a good one, yeah. yeah don't yeah. make chlorine gas. No, don't. I know. I know better than that. Oh, and don't don't exert a whole bunch of pressure if you're ever using a Swiffer to get a particularly bad spot because you can crack those suckers right in half. <laughs> oh, here's uh, here's another good here's another good thing. If you have a Swiffer, let's say you have a uh, bagless canister vacuum, you know, which I do. Right. Whatever you do, 
do not use a Swiffer to clean it. Okay? This is Why? A, okay, let me tell you. Because Swiffers run on a whole idea of static cling. If you have a large plastic cylinder, and let's say you're standing in the kitchen, you have this large plastic cylinder, you take a Swiffer, put it in there, and spin it in a circle until it's all cleaned out, what you're actually doing is building building up a huge electrical charge. So you Did put you shock the shit out of yourself, Mike? So, <laughs> wait. You put it in there like, wow, look at that. It's really cleaning out that vacuum. I'm going to clean it. Get in the corners. Spin, 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 spin. Take it out. Then you're going to throw out the big old dusty Swiffer into the metal trash can. And then you hear. <laughs> and Suzanne says, I just saw a lightning bolt. And your whole right arm goes numb. Oh my god! I'm glad That's I stopped. Awesome. <laughs> I want to do it now just to try it. True story. Do oh. not do that. It hurts like hell. My, Mike's all like looking at his hands like, "Did you make toast?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it was. that is strikingly similar to the first cleaning tip I learned as a child, which is don't vacuum up water because otherwise <laughs> your arm feels buzzy. <laughs> That literally <laughs> happened to me. I, I was vacuuming up water with a hand vac because I didn't know any better. Oh, that's awesome. And I shocked the shit out of myself. <laughs> See, the thing is that the, what, what, what Susie noticed is that I didn't even... I stepped on the, can, on the trash can to open the lid, and my hand <laughs> didn't even get close enough to throw it away. I was like six <laughs> inches away, and an arc formed. <laughs> That's the greatest story ever. Oh my god, that's that is amazing. <laughs> it doesn't oh. top the cicada story, but it's, no, but it's, it's not still, top the cicada story for a modern for a modern story of ours. That's pretty good though. It's pretty good. It's a pretty sturdy loop. So <laughs> I, w- I wish somebody had been recording that. Ugh. We just yeah. did, Pat. No, no, the the arc. When, 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 when Mike created the arc reactor, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing it was like it was audibly. <laughs> <laughs> got a fucking sunburn from it what the hell <laughs> right. right so mike suddenly got like just shoulder like straight hair <laughs> <laughs> so uh joel what are we doing yeah. next week next week we are going to be wrapping ourselves up in the mummy Ooh. ah clever <laughs> If you don't, not on the show notes when you asked him that question, though. <laughs> ah, that's right. You weren't here for that conversation. The yes, mummy. If you'd like to compliment Joel on his wrapping yourself up in uh, comments regarding the mummy, or maybe you're horrified by uh, the lack of cleanliness from your hosts here, uh, you can give <laughs> us a call at 708 Now Wrap. Of course, that's 708 669 9727. Yep. And if you'd like to hear some of our cleaner shows, womp womp. And that's in quotes. Uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com. We are in all sorts of places all over the interwebs. Uh, yeah, definitely go check us out. Uh, and if you, like Josh said, if you have any um, comments of how we are or aren't cleaning things or, you know, what's going on out there, you know, how can you, how can you not clean your pillows with a uh, Peruvian willow screen brush? I don't know if that's a thing. You guys clean pillows? Oh, my God. I just wait till they turn <laughs> yellow and throw them out. Right? 
god. Apparently, I sweat tea. It's so tea. simple. You just put it in the washer machine. Oh my no, god. No, you can't put a pillow in the washing machine. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You yes, can. You can. No, you, you can't. Have. Yeah, I do it all the time. Trust me, you can. What the hell kind of pillows do you have? Expensive pillows. Why uh, can't like you? literally, I have like $150 pillows. I have nothing to my name, and I don't even have a vehicle, but I have $150 pillows. <laughs> you seen that homeless guy down the street? <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the fanciest bed and all the bridges. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shit. All right. I think we're good night, folks. <laughs> yeah, I think we're totally good night, folks. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Why is this form signed by King George?